All right, everybody, welcome to a Friday edition of Locked on Avalanche. I usually say happy Friday. For a lot of Avalanche fans, it's it's not a happy Friday. Uh, we finally have our conclusion to the Nazem Kadri free agency saga, and it is not ending the Colorado Avalanche. He goes to Calgary. A lot to talk about with him. It's going to be heavily focused on him and the deal and going to Calgary. How does that set them up? What do the Avs do now? Which is a question that's been asked, you know, we, we, if he has, if he, if he were to go, what would the Avalanche do? Their plan B has to kick in right now, whatever that was. Uh, so we'll talk a lot about that. And uh, we did throw out uh, questions or a, a question and answer on Instagram. So some uh, people threw out some questions there. Picked a great day to do that because a lot of those questions were geared towards Kadri. A lot of them were not. So a lot to get to today. Maybe a little bit of a downer, but uh, Kyle and I are here to hopefully pick you up uh, before your weekend. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, I say a lot on this show. If you listen to this show for a while, there's a reason why I don't get attached to players. And in this day and age of free agency and, you know, loyalty not being a thing, I'm not saying Kadri, you know, needed to be loyal to the Avalanche or anything like that. I'm just saying in general terms, players move around. It's just the way of sports. So uh, that's why I put the Colorado Avalanche franchise above individual players. I still root for individual players, but I don't get attached to them like I did when I was in my teenage years, when, when you knew guys were going to hang around for a long period of time. I'm right this here, is, Chris. This is exactly <laughs> why. This is exactly why. And uh, Nazem Kadri moves on. Before we get to all of that, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, I took the the too many men off or too, uh, too many men, sorry, uh, off the wall. Uh, you're you're wearing your uh, well, you uh, yeah, you're wearing your Nazem Kadri shirt, but you you did rearrange already, <laughs> which I'm a little yeah. surprised at because uh, you know he's your boy, he's your boy. I thought I thought you'd leave him up there for uh, personal purposes, but. 100% transparency. I took it down with tears in my eyes. No yeah. lie. I was very upset. I was like, fine, you want to go to Calgary? Literally <laughs> took it off the wall, threw it on the bed. I was yeah. not a happy camper. All right. I get I mean, We're going to be upset, angry, all the emo the range of emotions, really, for Avalanche fans. We all wanted him back, uh, yeah. but the Avalanche stuck to their plan. Uh, with a lot of players, they're they're especially at the age of Nazem Kadri, they're not going to go for a long term. No. Um, you know, and and you you see what they did with Van Lechuskin. He's much younger. They were willing to take that risk with him. They clearly were not willing to do that with Nazem Kadri. I think they were trying to work it out until the bitter end, 
And I think for Kadri, it was term was important to him. Like it is for so many guys when, they, when they're negotiating what will be their biggest contract of their career. So you can't fault him for it. The money is kind of what we were thinking the Islanders wanted to do seven for seven. Um, and we had talked about that. If that's what he wants, if 7 million is what he wants per year, I, I was wanting the avalanche to really do that. I would be comfortable with that. Yeah. No more than that. But I agree with the avalanche for not going seven years. I would have gone honestly, no more than five, but he gets, you know, if that's, if that's what the avalanche were doing, he gets two extra years. Um, Give me what you're thinking and your thoughts just on not so much the deal, just that Kadri's not going to be a part of this team anymore. And that alone, if you know, I understand that he's a fan favorite, but production wise, this is going to be tough for the Avalanche to replace. Yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to the Avalanche moving forward, the moves have been made. We talked about this with Nas finding a landing spot. Like all the free agents are pretty much tucked away. Like there's not that big floating free agent. Like I know the Rodriguez crowd is out there. Like Erod, everybody wants Erod. But mm-hmm. this this totally feels like a promote from within. See how it goes, and address it at the trade deadline if something's not happening. Yes, this is a huge burden to put on. I guess this is going to be a new hook thing. Um, you feel like that's going to be the guy stepping into that spot, but that's, that's tough for new hook to carry that production. He doesn't have the same play style. Doesn't have that physicality and does not command respect like Nas did. So it's going to be different from lines two, three, and four, but it's, it's the avalanche. We expect that year in year out. Last year was one of those where everything worked. Now we go back to figuring it out. Yeah, I, I think what a lot of people are thinking are kind of uh, a lot of what you just said. See what Alex Newhook can do. I, I'm i not sold on that yet. I'm not saying that they will will, will or will not do that. Um, it might be a let's just try some different things here and there and see what sticks, see what works out best. I think they're going to go sign somebody. They, they absolutely are, are, I mean, they have, I think, just under $4 million in cap. That can get you a decent middle six guy. But you have lost Kadri and you've lost Burakovsky. Like, you know, those, those, are, those are big points that you have to replace somehow. I'm a little bit more comfortable with Alex Newhook replacing what Andre Burakovsky can do than what Nazem Kadri can do. And I'll say this. We're all throwing out there, okay, Alex Newhook, uh, keep it in-house, sign someone like Rodriguez. All could happen. I wouldn't rule out McFarlane and Sackick, Sackick making some sort of deal, making some sort of trade for somebody, just like they did for Nazem Kadri. You know, when they took him in, his contract was four and a half million, I think, or was it was he four point five or four point nine? I think he was. At yeah, he was somewhere 5. in that range. I think it was four point five. They're very good at finding guys at the right time when they're kind of peaking, just like they have done with Lekkonen, and bringing those guys in. 
just like they did with Kadri, just like they did with Sam Girard, just like they did with Devon Taves. They're very good at bringing in players that are on team-friendly deals that get production. I wouldn't put it past them to make a trade for somebody. I don't know who it is. I didn't really dive deep into teams because it's going to be someone that's that's you know on a contract. It's not a, a free agent, although they probably will bring in a free agent. I do see that happening. I wouldn't put it past them to make a deal be- before the the season starts, Just like you know, because they brought in Kadri to solidify that two C. They could do it again. They honestly could do it again. So don't rule that out either. Would you feel better if I told you line one is Lecky, Nate, Miko? Line two is Gabe, Val, Newhook. Uh line that would be okay. I don't and I love uh Arturi Lekkinen. Um I don't know if I would put him on a top line yet. I, I see I think they, they like to keep you know, McKinnon and Landeskog together. Mm-hmm. And I think they would want to move around Rantanen. He could be your 2C, technically. I know he's a, a winger, but he could be. The, he's done it before. He could be the guy that just they slot him in and then move, shift some positions around, and they, they let him do it. Interesting. It's not a demotion. Um, it's just we need to m- facilitate best we can the talent that we have and put him there. That's another option. Yeah, I, I was phrasing that in the way where you would it be a easier thing to swallow going into training camp, knowing that we're breaking up the big three and splitting on splitting the load up between lines one and two to help offset that loss of Nas. Does that make it a little bit easier? Um, a sales pitch. You, you might have to break up the big three. You know, and and what you threw out there is, is breaking them up, and and that's something that maybe they'll tinker around with in, in preseason and stuff like that, but they don't have a lot of time in preseason to get that right. And you don't really want to spend too much time in the regular season doing that. Yeah. So if they can't make a trade for somebody, um, like I said, I do think they're going to bring in someone free agency. It could be Rodriguez. I still think you're breaking up that the big three. I, I just feel like it's happening right now because of what you've lost. Yeah. You've lost a lot of production in just those two guys that, you know, you you don't – we've been through this before where you are a top-line team. Yeah. How far did that get us? Not very far. So um, I don't think the abs are done. I think they, they tried to work this out, and it just uh, – I, I think, once again, it comes down to term. And the abs are going to be smart about that. Um, somebody put up on, on Twitter, um, all like the age of Calgary. Yeah. They have a lot of guys over 30 years old and I'm not saying 30 years old is like 70, but, um, the way they phrased it was they have like two or three years to really go after this thing. And then it's going to start getting interesting for them. And you know, that's funny that you mentioned the age, because I wonder if that's why these little quiet, like little drip signings the abs have been making like Maltsev and um shane bowers like mm-hmm. i wonder if it is that promote from within and giving that training camp like this is because they're basically like a lot of these are all one-year deals like 
this is your chance. You want it? You want to make the money? You want to make the team? This is your chance. And I, mean, I wonder if it is one of those <laughs> where it is a promote from within. And if it's going south, I wonder if you're going to be correct around the trade deadline when you see what's working, what's not, and where the leaks in the ship is, and you could trade those players. I mean, moves are going to be made. You're right. Yeah. If, if it's not before the regular season and the abs just go with what they have, let's see what we can do. Um, and then they reevaluate around the trade deadline and then maybe make some moves if they need to. Um, it, the abs just got interesting. The abs got yeah. really, really interesting. And not that they're, you know, they're, they're still a very good team. You still have superstars on this team. Uh, but you can't deny that that this this hurts them. Yeah, this, and this does hurt them. And it's not the discussion of one man makes the team. This mm-hmm. is it's a complete line change mentality. Like Nas brought so much to the team. Like we we talked about Nuke when we re-signed Nuke, what he brings to the team, and you can't track that on a stat. The same thing for Nas. And it's you would have to make the same adjustment for both players if you lost. We lost Nas, but you didn't lose Nuke. But we'd be making the same conversation for the loss of Nuke if he also left the team because of what they bring. You notice when things are not clicking like normal when they're out of the lineup. And it's what the Avs are going to have to face going into next year. What we thought, let's run it back. No, we have to go win it again this year. It's not going to be as confident as you felt without Nas. Yeah. You know what I will be watching, though, is how much of uh, an impact does this have on the negotiation negotiations with Nathan McKinnon? Do mm. we hear something a little bit sooner now? Because they were, they were wait, you have to wait for that. Because yeah. if you were able to sign Kadri, that's soaking up a lot of, or a decent amount of your cap. And you can't really make a, a decision on Nathan McKinnon until you know if you do or do not have an extra $7 million for next season. So they do now on top of other things, on top of a lot of free agents that they will have for next year. But you know what I'm saying? Like they they can't really get calculated on what they're going to do with McKinnon until this was taken care of. Does this speed that process up now? They know that they don't have Kadri coming back. Now they can really look forward to next year. Maybe you do have to, you know, sign another, uh, free agent, but he's not going to be taking seven million. He might be two or three. You can think about next year now a little bit more than you could twenty four hours ago. Does that move the needle a little bit on signing Nathan McKinnon? I think it makes it easier to start those talks and right. have a better ballpark on what you're looking at. And I think it's a great way to cure the souls of Avalanche fans yes. who are just like me, just to see Nathan McKinnon locked up for the next. 890 years <laughs> for 890 million dollars. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear from Bet Online. And we have uh, a handful of questions to get to from Instagram, some of which are Nazem Kadri related. So uh, we'll start with those and then move down the line. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events on the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. I'm interested to see. How much it moved the needle for Calgary after that? Uh, I haven't seen anything yet, but I'm sure by tomorrow, Bet Online will have updated odds. It'll be interesting. And that's another thing we'll talk about in a second here. How much does benefits Calgary? What an offseason they've had. Uh, find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, esports, golf, 
And our favorite, the combat sports. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening around the sports nation at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right. Uh, we got, like I said, a handful of questions to get to. Um We'll start with the cadre ones, obviously. Let's see here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, there's a lot of questions were around what do you think of the contract? We kind of talked about that. And a lot are how much does this help Calgary? Um, it's been an eventful offseason for Calgary. I think a lot of people were jumping ship on them because of, of – Everything that happened with Kachuk and uh, moving the the trade. Who was the um, Johnny Hockey? Kachuk, yeah, Kachuk was to Florida, Johnny Hockey to uh, Columbus, and people were like, "I mean, those are the two best players." Unbelievable! Turn. I know they got a good return in Huberdeau, but a lot of people were thinking like, if they can't sign him, he's just a one year rental. They go out to dinner with him and then sign him to a massive deal. Now you trade for Kadri, like. Calgary did a fantastic job of losing huge players and replacing them with huge players. Um, I, I think, I mean, they're, they're just as much in the mix as they were last year. If you ask me. Yeah. It, it makes it a little bit scarier because they realize, Hey, we can win games without Kachuk and Gerdo and we can bring in Nas and Hooby Dooby Doo. And we can win games here. Like that takes a lot of betting on your team and really believing on where you're going. Um, especially like your young talent, like you're getting older. So you're believing in your younger players of your team and you have experience behind the bench. Goaltending still a little, we'll have to figure that out, but Calgary they're they look impressive. Uh, um, there was one about, like upset that the avalanche didn't make this deal. And and I think like we said in the first segment, I think the 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 dollars were probably there for the Avs. Maybe Kadri would have given them a little bit of a discount, which obviously would have helped. Uh but I think again, once again they they balked at the term. Is this gonna be something that's you know during the duration of next season where fans uh you know you won't hear it from the the avalanche front office You'll hear definitely hear from it from the fans if the Avs don't get out to a good start, uh, or for the first few months of the the season are just playing up and down hockey. Well, I mean, fans are just going to turn and just be like, "Why didn't you do that?" Like this is where Kadri could have helped us. I'm eliminating half of the fans that will begin complaining. You can't say a word about not signing Nas if you've complained about EJ picking up that final year. Because if you agreed to that seven and seven for Nas, you're getting rid of the EJ contract and then you're picking up a brand new EJ contract in the last two or three years that you're going to be like, my God, can he retire? Can this new expansion <laughs> team pick him up? Like you can't, you can't have it both ways. And I'm the biggest yeah. Nas fan in the world, but you right. can't get rid of an old contract and then buy another old contract. You can't. And do I that. think, and I think that's a big reason why the ads aren't going down this road. Yep, there's they're seeing you know the end result of of Eric Johnson, and they love him, they love mm -hmm. what he means to to the team, the fans love him, but you know they they're not happy that they're paying him that amount of money. And you're right, it's not going to be for another 
four or five years, but you're going to have that cycle repeat itself uh, eventually at the end of this contract with, with Nazem Kadri. And he'd be in an avalanche uniform. And you're right. It'd just be Eric Johnson version 2.0, we, yep. we would assume. We've learned. Yeah, I think they have. Um, all right. We'll get, let's move on to some other things outside of the Nazem Kadri thing. I like this one. What impact, if any, will the games in Finland have on the season? I feel like not so much the play. I feel like the optics. We just talked yesterday about marketing the our young guns. What better way to market the Avalanche, the best team in the league, the Stanley Cup champions, than take them across the ocean and make a spectacle game. Like this is this used to be if you hear international players that came up like in the middle to like 2010s talk about where they got their start, it was those international games. Watching those players live and in person. Mm-hmm. The NHL players they watch on TV, that was how they got their start. This is a way of getting the new crop of in- international talent excited in the NHL. And if you're scrolling through the channels and you have nothing to watch and you say, oh, why is this game in Sweden? That's interesting. You're watching an Avalanche game. You're getting new viewers to watch Avalanche games. It's a win-win-win. There's nothing wrong with this Finland game, and I'm looking forward to it. And and it's interesting because the the way that I read that question uh, was not how you answered it. And I think that's 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 good. Um, you, You looked at it from the standpoint of the league. Does it help the league? Yeah, I agree with you. I was looking at it. Does it does it hurt the Avalanche as a team traveling that distance, playing a couple games and coming back? And I don't think it does because I just brought up their schedule. Uh, they don't play for five days leading up to the first game. So they play back to back in Finland. So you got five days off to travel, play two games, and then you got four days off. So you'll be just fine. The the uh, jet lag will have worn off. So from from you know, will it affect their season? No, you, you had enough time before and after those games. Uh, but I like how you answered that. Well, no, I mean it just help. Like look at all the other sports that are that are playing games outside of the United States um, to grow the sport. Look at what the NFL is doing. The NFL is toying with with putting a full time team in London. Uh, we which, all watch the Notre Dame game in Ireland just because it's cool. Yeah, and and you know I think college basketball does. College basketball played a, a a game on a aircraft carrier. Yeah, like so you're doing these things to every every sport wants to grow the game, and it's not like you have to grow it in Finland. I mean it's it's a it's a big sport over there, but when you get the NHL going there, like that that's a, an event. And there's already members of the team looking forward to it. They talked about an eclipse already, even in Stanley Cup celebrations. So, yep. Um, all right. What one player would you have on the abs excluding Connor McDavid? Who would it be? Oh, I, and is this like, uh, you know, salary cap does not exist here. Okay. Go ahead. It's a tie. Mm -hmm. Johnny hockey. Yeah. You like him. Yeah. Hey, John, John Gibson. I've I love his play. I've always I, yeah. I've always right. wanted him between the pipes. And like you get either Johnny Hockey or Gibson, we're fine. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Nazim Kadri. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it still hasn't yeah. sunk in. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, for me, if, and if you're on Instagram, you, you know, my answers, but, um, and again, if you listen to the show, uh, I'm a Shane Gossespierre guy, uh, clearly because he, he played at the college in my hometown that won a national championship. Um, so I would just love to see him on the abs just because of that reason. But outside of those selfish reasons, I'm a big Mika Zibanejad fan. That'd be fun. I love that guy. I, I just love fun. his demeanor. I love how he plays again. And, he, and he's great. He's, yeah. he's a great hockey player. So I'd love to see him on the abs. Um, top three games you would want to see in person this season. If you could. I want, if I could, I would love to see that first game in ball arena against St. Louis. Mm. I really would like Raising to see. What, yeah. Like I like I just want to see St. Louis and how they are coming out of that. Like how bitter are they on their exit from the playoffs, and what will St. Louis do this season to try and dislodge that game? Sure. Like yeah. I'm I'm very interested in that. Yeah, that's we were talking rivalries the other day, and um, because of that and how the Avs eliminated them, definitely that's probably at the top of my list is the Avs St. Louis game. Um, I always want to see them play Vegas just to, yep. you know, throw a touchdown, maybe a touchdown and a field goal on them. That'd be nice. Um, I've, I'm looking forward to the Avs versus Seattle Kraken. Really? Because Seattle mystifies me, and I love looking at that roster, and I want to see how the Avalanche can handle the Kraken. Like, everybody, we got to get off this, like, laughing at the Kraken thing they're about to be a problem. I think they're a couple years away from, from really making it a dent, um, but they're going to be improved from last year. That's yeah. that's just going to happen. Um, we'll see how they can, you know, put together a, a season unlike last year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're improved. They're improved. So it, they're, they're not like a pushover. You'll, you know, and, that, and that's the beauty of hockey. Really, no team is. You can't really walk into any game and think you're just going to walk over a team. Arizona. Maybe it did. That, eh, yeah, <laughs> and maybe this, maybe Chicago. Um, and you probably did that last year with Seattle. But no, they're they're going to give you a game mm-hmm. this year, definitely. Um, but for me, yeah, like I said, St. Louis, Vegas, and I definitely want to see uh, the first Tampa matchup just to see the you know the rematch of, of the final. And I've never seen, and I, and I know uh, we're maybe contradicting myself, but yesterday how we kind of said, yeah, the rivalry with Detroit is pretty much over. I've never seen avalanche versus Detroit go up against each other. I just That's like the, to see that just to say I have. And that three o'clock game is the day before my birthday. So it would just be beautiful. Mm. But that's not even my third. That would not even be my third. I would. I want to see the banner game. I want to see Chicago. Oh, nice. I want to see. I want to see it raised. I just wish it was against like a better opponent. But at the this same is time, where like, they nah, should have put it against Tampa like, Bay. I don't, I don't like. Well, I was going to say I don't like the NFL. The NFL puts the champion in on the Thursday game. It's not up. It's not against who they faced. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want that. I don't know if I want to rematch in. in in game one, but on the I'm other end, it's like, huh? <laughs> I'm petty. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with being up against Chicago because raising the banner and then maybe just blowing over, like maybe the worst team in the league, maybe is not such a bad thing. Yeah. Um, 
All right, couple more to get to here. So we got to one player, the top three games. Uh, what was your favorite fight from last season? <laughs> oh, easy. McDermott, Deloria. Yeah, I know. The one that just went on and on and on and on, like never ended. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... It, it's what took McDermott from a joke to a kind of tongue-in-cheek legend. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's always um, there's always good Gabe Landeskog fights. Um, yeah. He always mixes it up with people. I'm trying to remember. I mean, there was no like Braden Shen fight from him last year. Oh, no. But um, he's a, I always like watching. I don't I, It's weird to say that. I like watching Gabe Landeskog uh, mix it up in the combat sports. <laughs> um, Bet online. Yeah. Bet on that fight. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, what surprise team do you see this season? Is it is it Seattle? I mean, I I honestly I was about to. I don't know if they're playoff ready, mm-hmm. but that Kraken team, they're they have they're figuring things out. That first year was a fluke. Throw it away. This Kraken team is something. Well, and surprise team doesn't have to mean make the playoffs. No, you can just you know overachieve. You know what I mean? Like kind of like. Anaheim was for a good chunk of the season last year, and then they just fell off a cliff. Um, could could be that. Could be it'd be it'd be it'd be Seattle for me. They're going to be sitting at the end of the year over some teams that would surprise you mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, they're an intriguing team. I don't think they they have it in them for to make a playoff run, but like I said, I think they can make some teams. It would be spoiler at the end of the year. It's very possible. I can see that happening. Uh, for me, again, if you follow on Instagram, you know my answer to this, and I know it's not going to be a popular one with Avalanche fans, but Detroit looks good. Yeah. Detroit looks like they they can take that next step, and they've just – I feel like Detroit fans have been very patient with this with this rebuild and it is now it, they now they want to see some action they want to see this team not just like fight for a play they want to see the team in the playoffs yeah and they stepped it up a little bit last year um just the way that the east was built they, they didn't they were like the first team out for a while but they were so many points behind like you knew they weren't going to catch uh the second wild card team they could this year they really could. I think they've made some really good moves. Uh, they're young. They're exciting. Um, they made a good trade for Villahuso, so they have good goaltending. If they would have waited Nas, I would have put them in the playoffs. I wasn't putting that past them. I think yeah. they were maybe – you didn't hear about them too much going after Nas, which kind of surprised me. It doesn't mean that they weren't, but um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think Detroit has a, a little bit of fire in them this year, so yeah. – we shall see. Uh, and then we did get one from our good buddy, Nick, who we did the the Avalanche as uh, Marvel superheroes. He wants us to do Marvel or excuse me. He wants us to do Avalanche as Star Wars characters. So maybe we'll save that for Monday. We we heard just Sheriff. We'll yeah. take we'll take this on. All right. We'll do that Monday. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for now, man. Um, I know like how I said in the beginning, like I don't get attached to players that doesn't mean this this doesn't sting a little bit you know uh and and it definitely does for for many reasons like he's all of the stuff that he went through especially in that st louis game 
and that hat trick that he had uh, will be one of one of the biggest moments in Avalanche history. It really will be. And uh, so it, 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 it does hurt a little. If they're going, if this Avalanche team wants to continue to stand with Nas, you better welcome him back February twenty fifth. Oh I believe it is. They better. That's when the Calgary comes to ball, yeah, you better support him. The, oh, a hundred percent will. He he is not getting booed. Um, yes, it is. It is two days before my birthday. Oh, and guess who the Avalanche play on my birthday, February twenty seventh? Vegas. Vegas. Look at you. Oh man, I can't. The wait Avalanche know they always spoil us. Last year I had Minnesota on my birthday, and this year I have Detroit before it. And now you got Vegas. Look yes, I am betting the mortgage. Um. <laughs> All right, everybody, fire away in the, the comments. Uh, tell us your, your Nas uh, favorite memories or just how you feel right now. I know a lot of fans are, are okay with this because they didn't want the term. Yeah. Uh, and some just absolutely are not. They wanted him back, come hell or high water. Didn't matter. They want it. So it's, there's a, a you know yin and yang right now going on in the Avalanche fan base. But I think everybody does understand what he brought to the franchise yep. um, and that he will be missed. There's just... No, you're a thousand percent correct. He is missed, and as the biggest Nas fan, I couldn't handle the term. No way around that. Yeah, no, I know. That's that's what I said on Instagram. I think it was just two years too many. Yeah, yes, me. So, all right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up. Um, enjoy the weekend. We will be back on Monday. Maybe the Abs make some trade or bring in a new uh, free agent. We shall see. Oh, Kessel. <laughs> hot dog uh, alright it's going to wrap it up thank you for tuning in making it your first listen of the day obviously that is always appreciated enjoy the weekend we'll see you next week he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom Kyle Sullivan I'm Chris Maselli this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast see you guys next week go Abs go go